Recording? Yeah, we're in. Um, so hi guys. Um, you're listening to Morgan, and today we're gonna actually go through a whole learning process of what I do, of everything I want to learn about for the day. So today I decided DMT. Um, I already know a little bit of it, but I hope you. I know you guys probably don't know too much of the drug, um, and what it's about. I think it's a I think it's an awakening drug, and you'll see why in a minute. Um, in a minute, as I um, go through links and articles, and you just hear it with me, and we'll read it together. So let's do that. Ready? Is that cool? If not, fuck it. So well, uh, oh well. Oh, let me turn this off. So hold up, hold up, hold up. Pause, pause, pause. Am I still recording? Yeah, I'm still recording. So this is Russell Brand wants to know about DMT. So when I first found about DMT, it was through Joe Rogan's podcast. Don't make it seem like, oh, so you're watching Joe Rogan's podcast because I nah, 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 nah. shut up. He has an awesome podcast. Um, but I didn't specifically watch this video, but I watched another one, another video where they're actually talking about no, it was with Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson and Joe Rogan were talking about their DMT experiences and uh, what is what it has done for them and shit. So now this is what Russell Brand, so he doesn't know about DMT. So let me shut up. On the subject of DMT, uh, like what? I guess what I want to know about is like because I'm you know obviously a person in recovery. I don't drink. I don't take drugs. Haven't done for a, a long time, and I recognize for certain people that, that, that they can't do it safely. Psychedelics and hallucinogens it seemed to me exist in a realm outside of that because they're not about they're not pleasure seeking. They're like seem to me like it's a spiritual portal. However, I'm a crafty bastard when it comes to this stuff, and I'm always looking for an in. You know, when I see your cannabis treasure trove over there, I mean that is some yeah, as you said, like Raiders of the Lost Ark stuff, and I'm holding in my hand now the CBD rich cannabis soft gels, clasping it. You know, so like I'm. So you worry that that is a gateway, that CBD, which is not necessarily psychoactive. As long as it's not psychoactive. It's not, but it does help you with anxiety. It helps oh. a lot of people because it alleviates a lot of uh, inflammation, which tends to have a corresponding impact on, on your anxiety. Hold on, so this says here 11 milligrams of THC. Does that mean, I mean... It says THC? It does say that at the bottom. It's probably a one-to-one. Is this a one-to-one? It might be. Or it's like 18 to 1. Or 11. It says there's an 11 uh, and a 1. There's a couple of different ones in that box. Oh, I give you, almost give you the wrong one. Okay, what's next? A bag of smack. Don't take that. <laughs> this one goes Don't back. take this one. This one's way more powerful. That's really? one to one. Yeah, well, you, seem, you seem very relaxed and free yes. from anxiety. Oh, great. I will say that. Um, but like, so, like, uh, what I suppose I'm interested in, because, I, look, listen, I'm meditating the whole, like, I meditate a lot. I'm doing all these things. So I'm he's on a spiritual practice. What I mean? Right, right, right. Yourself as a man in England. Who are you? Who is the person? Who is the consciousness? Who is the awareness? And when I listen to say Terence McKenna talking about his experiences in psychedelia at such length and with such lucidity and with so many philosophical connotations and the way that he uses the information he's getting from hallucinogenic um, experiences to speculate on how we should organise society. Mm. 
what, it, it, what the implications are for freedom, his refusal to accept that there are certain kind of experiences that should be prohibited, that it's ridiculous that adults should be prevented from having that. I, I'm fascinated. I'm also, I suppose, part of my bias is I love anything that gets me out of my head. I, I feel a tremendous right. sense of relief, me whether too. it's through meditation or even sport uh, the, or sex, being relieved of the burden of the constantly thinking mind. But when yes. I hear like those um, vivid ex uh, descriptions of DMT realm or ayahuasca realm, I think something in me hungers for that. Yes. Hungers for it. Yes. You worry that you're trying to get intoxicated. You worry that you're, you're trying to find a loophole. Yeah, because I am doing that. I'm, lo yeah. I'm looking for a loophole. It's like I'm going around <laughs> like a sort of a trash lawyer looking for some yeah. way to get into Is there, hold on a second. What about a this trash clause? lawyer. That's a great way of putting it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I know people that have problems with addiction that have done psychedelics and didn't have a problem. But I'm sure some people have had problems, and I don't know about them. DMT is interesting in that, first of all, it's very quick. The experience is only about 15 minutes, 20 minutes max. Really? And it's also, it's not necessary. Hold up, hold up. Hold up. I'm going to get my notebook, actually. We're going to take notes a bit. So if you're uh, listening... How about you take notes with me? We're in class. We're going to learn about DMT. Hold up. Let me get my notebook. You can get your notebooks, too. You have how many? The teacher said you have five minutes to get your notebooks and write notes. So, um, all right. Oh, I need, damn, I don't got no notebook. Shit. All right, I got no book. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Did I make it back in time? I did. Did you? Uh-oh. That was about to ring. In one minute. Uh-oh. D-M-T. Notes. Learning. Uh-oh. Bell rang. You're late. You're late. Okay. So, good. Okay, so DMT on... Still, you in in the face of this experience, and I think for I think some sort of a chemical gateway. That's what I think. I think there's a gateway in your mind that can lead to some other dimension that's probably there all the time. Chemical there is gateway, a, uh, omnipresent, continually existing realm that human beings aren't accessing because of the particular biochemical formulation of consciousness as it is in this point in our evolution yeah. and that we can get there and it seems as like you know i've heard terrence mckenna say it's more real you know it's more real there's stuff in there yes. you know and excuse me and when he talks about them beings you know like that he describes as self dribbling basketballs creating yeah. like faberge egg like yeah. you know devices through vibration and i didn't see it to do it. i never saw I that. Would, I want he's that. called the machine elms he's called them all sorts of different things the way i've described them is they're the geometric patterns made out of love and understanding <laughs> So, so you read, you can look at a geometrical pattern and read meaning into it. It had an emotional quality. They're made out of something, and they move, they change. Like they don't stay what they are. They're constantly evolving in front of you into something more and more beautiful. It's and very weird. What did it make you feel? Like I knew nothing. <laughs> that was the most profound aspect. Like all of the stuff that you concentrate on every day is nonsense, and there is some other thing that's connected. It's probably influencing this world, 
Yeah. And it's probably what, what people see when they have near-death experiences, the depictions of the afterlife. I mean, it's probably what it all is. And religious experiences. Mm. Yeah. When the prophets mm -hmm. are talking about, oh my God, I went into this realm, sure. there's these beings, they've told me we're all one, we well, have scholars, to love each other. Scholars in Jerusalem are connecting Moses' experience with the burning bush to the acacia tree. The acacia tree, which is rich in DMT. The burning bush is wow. what God was to Moses. And that through this burning bush, he came out with these Ten Commandments of how people should live their lives. I mean, that easily could have been just a very convoluted... That's some conspiracy, conspiracy. Did you hear what he said? Sort of that the burning one, bush uh, from Moses... Listen. Connecting Moses' experience with the burning bush to the acacia tree. The acacia tree, which is rich in DMT. The burning bush is what God was to Moses. And then through this burning ah, shit, what the fuck? Ten Commandments of how people should live their lives. I mean, that easily could have been just a very convoluted sort of translation of a DMT trip. Certainly. Mm. Also, when you think of, certainly there are archetypal images that seem to be repeated throughout ancient cultures and archaic stories that seem to refer to the potential for plant experiences to affect consciousness. Even the Garden of Eden, do yeah. not eat of the fruit of the tree of knowledge, yeah. otherwise you will become as God. That's some very unique... Uh, okay, I'm tired of this interview. They're not talking about anything. They're not talking about anything. So what I got out of that is DMT only lasts for 10 to 15 minutes, and it's a chemical gateway. What did you get? Tell me what you got um, so then I can write that on my notes, okay? Tell me. Okay. Okay. All right, let me get that, too. All right, thank you. Appreciate you. Um, so now we're going to go to a, a link. I actually, I actually want to go through a website, actually learn through this, learn about it. Learn about it. And like, when did people start using this? That's what I want to know. I know it's banned. Where does DMT come from? Okay, let's just go to this the drug classroom. Okay. <laughs> Dimethyltryptamine DMT. DMT is an intense naturally occurring psychedelic that's also found and dangerously in the human body. It's in, in the human body? It is not as popular as LSD, or I don't know what that says, though it has grown over time. The most popular route of administration is inhalation, but it's also frequently taken orally in Ayusca-like preparations. So the Ayusca is the leaves. It has at least, it has a, at least been used for centuries. Dimethyltryptamine. I can't pronounce that. Let me see if I can have someone else pronounce that for me. Oh my God. They don't even know what I said. Jesus. 
up, y'all. Hold up. Wait a minute. Can it speak it? God, I should not take this long for this. Pronounce. I just want to know how it's pronounced. What? Dill? My man said it. Dime? Oh, it's duh. Mint. Dirt trip tamian. Dem dumit dem del trip tamian. Okay, we're just gonna call it DMT. How about that? How about that? Okay. They're showing its uh molecular form. I don't know if anyone wants to know that. And their molecular uh weight and their IUPAC. Not so sure. So here's the dose. Inhalation, most common route of administration. Light, so like a light dose would be 10 to 20 uh, mg. I don't know if that's milligrams or I'm guessing common 20 to 40 milligrams, strong 40 to 60 milligrams, oral common 30 to 60 milligrams. DMT is typically inactively orally. This changes when it is combined with an MAOI. An example of this combination, Iazuska, which contains the Badness capi. And okay, let's look this shit up. Copy. Let's go to another link. And paste. All right, what is this? And how do you pronounce it? <laughs> Oh, here's a video. Let's see. My man's going to explain it. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I hate you so much right now. I hate you so much right now. Oh, hold up, 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 hold up. Full screen. Speak. Can you guys hear? Experience and you know, 
Oh, also, I want to share with you that the way ayahuasca works is it's actually a brew of two different plants. So there's ayahuasca and chakruna. Chakruna is the plant that has the DMT. And okay. Ayahuasca is the inhibitor. And so when you brew them together, you, you, know, you boil them like together for yeah. five, six, seven days over fire, and you extract the active components of the ayahuasca and the chakruna. Which make DMT. Right. And you know, this is the scientific explanation of ayahuasca and how it works in the body. And there's so much more information out there about DMT. But more important than the scientific explanation about ayahuasca is the fact that, and of course, this is my own personal belief. I've been living in Peru for over a year now, sitting with this medicine for almost, you know, almost weekly. And for me, it's helped me heal so much. Helped me see so much about myself. That's not. All right, now I'm starting to feel like this is starting to become cliche now. Like, oh my gosh, it's helped me so much. Now it's starting to like become like to the point like, okay, we get it. <laughs> we get it, sensei. You know what I mean? Uh, so we got it from him. We kind of understand like its components and how it's made up, right? So now we're at the timeline. Inhalation total ten to fifteen minutes, just like Joe Rogan said. Onset under thirty under thirty seconds. The effects can begin in as little as fifteen seconds. Damn. Peak effects arrive between one and two minutes. Damn. That's crazy. Oral total three to four hours. Okay. Effects. Positive CEVs and OEVs. What does that mean? Let me look that up. Hold up. Let me move my mic. My mic's bugging. I need a new stand. Let me look up CEVs and OEVs. That's a positive, so I don't really know what that means. Oh my gosh, it saved my life. All right, CEVs and OEVs. What's that means? Difference between what are what are the CEVs and the OEVs? What? I'm curious because of, okay, this is on Reddit. This is a uh, I guess a little I don't know a site. Differences between CEVs and OEVs on psychedelics. I'm curious because I've never had OEVs on shrooms, acid, or DXM. The only thing I, time I thought of checking for CEVs was when. I last did DXM and they were intense. One of the most interesting visuals, I have torches syndrome and one of the many, many ticks I have is this one when I jerk my head back and every time I did that for just a moment, I saw a wall of blue diamonds. <laughs> These guys are some stoners. All right. Um, that didn't help. Because they just told me about their experience. What is it again? OEVs and who? CEVs? I don't think. My OEV. What, are, what is the meaning? Can y'all tell me? Can someone tell me what... 
guys, can you guys tell me? Like, damn, you guys are. Can someone tell me what CEV and OEV are? I am sure this is on another like little uh kind of Reddit, but this is called Schumery. I am sure I this is like a blog. I'm sh- I am sure I have probably experienced this them before because I have been doing stem mushrooms for several years and have many level fives. I have done a search on the shroomery with no look. Sorry for my ignorance. Thanks. CEVs equal closed eye visuals. OEVs mean open eye visuals. Oh, shit. What would you do? Would you do OEI? OEE? My fault. OEV? I'm doing OEV. I think that would be more more spooky. And more kind of really, really cool. Because then you can just, you know what I mean? You're like, I feel like you're almost, your conscience. You see everything, right? I mean, yeah, you're seeing everything when your eyes are closed. Are you one of those smokers? Um, Do some smokers experience that too? With like, if you smoke a blunt. I don't know. You can close your eyes with that too. But I don't think you get any effects. Let me know if you have. But I never got an effect out of that um out of um closing my eyes it was always been open so if i had dmt maybe i will have an open eye experience i don't know so it does that spiritual or other otherwise meaningful experiences euphoria mood lift adored uh i don't know what that says hallucinations okay negative increased heart rate increased blood pressure fear anxiety and paranoia really Full dose experiences, taking DMT at a full dose, one capable of yielding a breakthrough experience, leads to highly variable effects. Although there's a lot of variation, we could place the effects experiences into groups and a general outline can be provided. Among the common elements of an experience are full replacement of normally reality with an alternate universe. This may contain visual effects as well as seemingly sentient intelligent or powerful others okay complex rapidly changing kaleidoscope scopic imagery presented present with eyes open or closed <sighs> i need to start reading more colors and frequently said to be brighter and more intense than when sober some adoratory changes mainly in the form of distortions whining wheezing and crinkling sounds whispers or sometimes reported auditory effects are less common and less prominent than the visual alliterations. Oh my gosh. Are you guys getting any of this? I'm not. Every time I'm reading it, I'm not getting anything of it. So I'm guessing they're just telling me the experiences you, you get. I mean, as you already, if you've walked into this and didn't know um, what DMT was already, um, well, you probably didn't know, but so you probably would want to under probably uh shut up, Grant. Shut up, shut up, Grant, shut up. Okay. Um so I'm think I'm done with this website. Um, because they're not really talking about anything anymore. Low doses. Ayuska, that's the uh that's my yeah, we already know what that is, but he started to ramble about oh my gosh, it saved my life. You know what I mean? We don't got time for that. We still recording? Yeah, we still recording. Um, 
let's go to DMT in the body. Because they said you it's in the body. Like, what? It's in the body? Shit, why are people buying for it if it's in the body? Stupid. Study provides evidence that DMT is produced naturally. Dot, 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 dot. Naturally from neurons in the mammalian brain. New research published in scientific reports indicates that the rat brain is capable of synthesizing and releasing a powerful psychedelic called DMT. Scientists suspect that the same could be true in humans. Wow. I was initially interested in Pinero DMT because I thought DMT may contribute to melatonin production in the pineal gland, which was main research topic in the early 2000s, said study author Jim O'Borjigan. That's a terrible name. An associate professor in the departments of molecular, molecular and integrative psychology and neurology at the University of Michigan. The pineal gland is a small structure inside the, inside the brain that influences the sleep cycle by secreting the hormone melatonin. Traces amounts of DMT have been detected in the pineal gland and other parts of the body, but whenever DMT was actually biosynthesized and the mammalian brain was unclear. So it's like the DMT and like, because he was just saying the pineal gland is um, a structure inside the brain that affects the influences the sleep cycle. So does the DMT affect our dreams? Are we actually just on DMT when we're sleeping and we get dreams? I don't know if you guys ever get dreams. People say they don't ever get dreams anymore. I wonder why. Probably because they've been taking medication. I don't know. Is it because of medication? I'm not sure. Um, How much minutes are we on? Oh, we only got five minutes. Damn. We're going to have a part two to it. As I worked on our first DMT paper, Baker, et cetera, 2013, and the first paper on the dying brain, da -da 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 -da, I thought DMT may be one of the neurochemicals associated with near-death experiences. Thus, my interest in DMT were strengthened since 2013. In 2013, Borjigan and her colleagues collected a sample that was analyzed and confirmed the presence of DMT using a process in which mycodialysis tub tubing was inserted into a rat brain through the pineal gland. Ew. In their latest study, the researchers start, used a process called in the C2 hybridization, which uses a labeled complementary strand of DNA to locate Ah, to localize a specific RNA sequence in a tissue section. Okay. With this technique, we found brain neurons with two enzymes required to make DMT, Borjigan said. But even when the pineal gland was removed, the brain appeared to be able to produce DMT in several regions, including the neocortex and hippocampus. Oh, shit. This is crazy, yo. Y'all getting any of this? I hope y'all are. I got my notes. DMT is produced naturally from neurons of the mammalian brain and may contribute to. So let me write that down. DMT is produced produced naturally from neurons of the mammalian brain. brain and may oh uh-oh and may contribute 
to some aspects of higher order brain functions. Okay. So I got my notes down. I hope you guys did. And is that the end of this podcast? No, we have two more minutes on the cut because Anchor can't go all the way up to like 45 minutes or something, an episode. So it's going to be 30 minutes. Okay, I got that. The researchers also found that levels of DMT increased in the right brains after inducing cardiac arrest. But they still have so much to learn about the the substance. We still... We will need to demonstrate that DMT is a neurotransmitter regulation of DMT synthesizes and release will be a hot topic. We need to know if animals exhibit any detectable deficits when DMT is knocked out. Is DMT associated with any human disorders without the endogenous DMT? DMT. I don't know what the hell these guys are doing. Oh my gosh. Now that we confirm the production of endogenous what the fuck does that mean endogenous let me look that up add that to my vocab okay internally origin uh what is it originating are produced within an organism. Okay. Growing or produced from bad growth from deep tissue. Okay. Um, all right. Um, I'm going to end this episode here. Uh, we're going to go episode two um, uh, right after this episode. But there will be an ad, nigga, because I got to get my money.